Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Welcome to WriteCast, a casual conversation for serious writers, a monthly podcast by the Walden University Writing Center. I'm Claire Helikoski. And I'm Casey Walls. Well, welcome a special guest today to discuss writing groups. Hi, everyone. In our episode on lessons from creative writing workshops, Claire and I got into a discussion about our own experiences with writing groups. We wanted to extend this conversation by chatting with a colleague of ours who has had a lot of writing group experience and is currently actually in three different writing groups while she works on her dissertation. We last spoke with Writing Center instructor Cheryl Reed on episode 49, one of our Meet Your Reviewer episodes. So if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Cheryl, her background, and her approach to reviewing papers, be sure to check out that episode link in our show notes. Hi, Cheryl. I'm so glad that you're willing to share some of your experiences with writing groups with us today. I'm excited to be back on the podcast today. We were talking a little bit before the recording, and you mentioned two main types of writing groups. So could you tell our listeners about those two types? Sure. So I like to think of writing groups as being either reading response groups or accountability groups. And accountability groups are groups that give external accountability to get the writing done, which oftentimes is what writers need most when they're working on big projects that don't have firm deadlines, like a capstone. Reader response groups, on the other hand, allow writers to get feedback on their drafts from their peers, either peers in their field or outside of their field, before they submit to their professor or to an editor. Because these groups typically schedule who's going to share their work when, they also do provide some accountability. So I think that reader response groups, like our paper reviews really, can be beneficial at any stage of any kind of writing project. So they can be helpful when you're in the idea generation stage. They can be helpful in the later stages, too. Yeah, they both definitely sound extremely beneficial. So it sounds like you have some personal experience with both of these groups. What is your background with writing groups, Cheryl? I do have experience with both kinds. I'm, I'm kind of in three different writing groups right now as I'm working on my dissertation. So one of them is with a friend who was a couple of years ahead of me in my PhD program. And we have a shared Google Doc where we update each other on our progress. We provide words of encouragement and little comment bubbles, and we strategize about the writing process. And she finished her dissertation a few years ago now, so there's definitely some mentorship that goes on there that I really benefit from. It's hugely helpful. And the second is with you, Casey. (laughs) So Casey and I are in the same stage of our dissertations, and we're working in the same field, so we're both working on PhDs in English literature. But we attend. Yay! (laughs) Um, We go to different universities, so we've got a different context there. And so we periodically check in with each other about how it's going. We talk through ideas, especially with when one of us is feeling stuck. And sometimes we have exchanged drafts, and I've always appreciated your feedback, Casey. Casey gives really good feedback on writing, <laughs> not surprisingly. And then the last group that I'm a part of right now is a really great accountability group on Slack, which is a cloud-based collaboration and communication tool. And this group is open to anyone, anywhere. So I could actually share the link if you like. Oh, that would be great. We will put a link to that in our show notes. So what is Slack like? That group is really cool because it's sort of whatever you want at, <laughs> at whatever time. So a lot of us report in on our progress. 
there are areas where we share strategies or ask for help. Like if someone is having trouble, for example, someone was having trouble reading his Turnitin report. And so I shared some resources for him to kind of get through that in the final stages of his dissertation. And then there are also writing meetups that give us a sense that we aren't working alone. And that's been so helpful for me because this is an international group. We have people all over the world in it. And so even if I'm up really early and writing and no one else is in my time zone, somebody else is writing in another time zone. So I feel like I'm not alone. So right now, all of my accountability groups are done virtually just because that's what I need right now. I've done some reader response groups in person in the past. And those have sometimes been a little less successful. And I think it's just because the people in those groups at that time didn't necessarily need readers feedback on their work. So I think we were maybe taking the wrong approach with our group at that time. Interesting. Thanks for elaborating, Cheryl. So it sounds like you've really found the right type of group for you. How did you come to that realization? And how might students figure out which type of group will benefit them at whatever stage they're in? This decision depends on a lot of factors. So for me, I'm, I'm a pretty strong and confident writer, and I have been for a while now. So I'm not looking for a lot of feedback on the writing itself. And then when it comes to ideas, to content, I'm working on a dissertation, so I have a committee in place, and they're really well equipped to help me with those kinds of questions. And I'm also really lucky to have a chair who's willing to look, look at early drafts and tell me if I'm on, on the right track with ideas. So I've found that right now, what I really need as someone who's juggling a dissertation with full-time work and parenting a toddler, and I'm also living 15 hours away from my university, so I don't have an on-campus environment or cohort right now. So what I really needed right now was accountability and a sense that I'm just like not alone in this whole thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So having multiple accountability groups helped me get my butt in the chair every day until it became a habit for me. And that's been really great. So I think if students are trying to figure out what they need, they should do some self-reflection to think about where they might be getting stuck in their writing process and what support they might need to get through those sticking points. They can also think about what support they're already getting or could get from their faculty and from places like the Writing Center and what they might be able to get from a peer group. I love what you're saying about the different needs that writers have at different stages, because I think that's something that we can forget a lot of times. Like you said, sometimes we just are so focused on, you know, getting that writing done that we can overlook the fact that we are at different stages or we're working at different things. So at Walden, our students are online since we're an online university. So what do you think about virtual versus in-person writing groups? You talked a little bit about maybe some less successful experiences with in-person, but would you suggest that students try both, or is there one that is more beneficial for specific points of the writing process? I think both can definitely be helpful. There are definitely differences between virtual and in-person groups. And virtual groups are probably the obvious choice for Walden students, just because that's the environment they're already in. So it would be very easy for Walden students to arrange writing groups among fellow students in their program or with people they meet at residency. There are lots of places to make those connections and then develop a virtual writing group from there. But there are also a lot of opportunities through social media 
as well as in-person writing meetups in a lot of areas that you just have to kind of tap into and find. So one thing I'll say is that students don't need to limit themselves to a writing group of writers that are in the same field. So people from outside your field can be really helpful too because they don't have that contextual knowledge that people in your field have. So I would guess that some writers would probably find that they thrive with having one virtual group of students who are at the same stage of the same degree program as them. And that writing group might be able to help them work through content. And then having another writing group that's in person, just, just to be around other writers for some accountability, for some solidarity, because there's a lot more motivation to write when you know someone is waiting to meet you at the coffee shop or library. <laughs> so if you aren't able to attend an in-person meetup, and that's, that's how it is for me right now, it just doesn't work with my life. But some writers have had success scheduling writing time on Skype or Zoom or Google Hangouts, whatever your platform of choice is, and they'll set up a meeting time. They'll check in at the beginning of their session and maybe just say, like, this is what I'm working on today. And then they'll turn off their mics and they'll write in silence together for, you know, an hour, two hours, whatever. And sometimes people will leave their webcams on just to feel <laughs> like they're in the room with someone. And that tends to work really well for some people. Those all sound like great strategies and tips for our students. Are there any other tips for students who maybe are looking to start one of these groups? Where should they begin? So the first thing that students would need to do to start a writing group is just find their people. So that might not even mean starting a brand new group. You could look around for existing groups that you could join or find some other writers who are interested in joining you. Like I said, within your cohort, people you meet at residency, there are lots of opportunities to find other people. So when you're setting that up, when you're figuring out who's going to be a part of your writing group, think about the size of it, because an accountability group can be any size. That one that I mentioned on Slack is massive. I don't even know how many members we have now. But for a reader response group where you're looking at each other's drafts, I would try to keep it to no more than five writers just so that everyone regularly gets feedback on their work and you're not either reading pages and pages for each meeting or going way too long in between people getting feedback. That makes a lot of sense. Like you said, we're all very busy, right? So we maybe <laughs> are not going to be able to read four different papers per meeting. <laughs> So once someone has started their writing group or they've joined a writing group, what should they do or what should they not do? What kind of experiences do you have with what makes a writing group succeed or maybe what makes a writing group fail? Yeah, I've had some writing groups that have failed and I've learned a few things from them. I would say that the single most important thing that you can do is just to make sure that everyone is on the same page in your writing group. So if your accountability group is going to have regular check-ins or if they're going to have synchronous writing sessions, everybody has to commit to them. I mean, unless they're sick or something, things come up. But for the most part, you want to keep it as a pretty serious thing on everyone's schedule. And if your reader response group is going to rotate through drafts, everyone needs to stay on schedule. Everyone needs to be prepared when their day comes up and send their work on time. I've found that when one person falls off of a writing group, and especially when it's already a pretty small group, like a five or fewer people group for reader response, if someone falls out of it, the whole thing can fall apart pretty quickly. And I've had that happen to my writing groups before. So the way to prevent that is to make sure that everyone is getting their own writing needs out there from the very beginning as you're establishing your group. 
so that then you can create a group that meets those needs for everyone. Sure, that totally makes sense. And I want to say thanks to Cheryl because, as she mentioned earlier, we're doing a little mini online writing group ourselves. <laughs> and Cheryl actually introduced me to that Slack group that we're going to link to in our show notes. And that has been a really interesting and helpful resource for me. I'm not super familiar with Slack, and I probably don't use it as often as Cheryl does. But it is really nice to have that kind of community where, you know, like mm -hmm. Cheryl said, if I'm working in the middle of the night or, you know, at 2 a.m., getting up at 6 a.m. to work, that there are other people who are in the same boat as me or doing the same kinds of writing projects. For sure. Uh, all of these strategies sound so helpful. And thank you so much for sharing your insights, Cheryl, and for yours as well, Casey. Cheryl, do you have any final advice or thoughts for our students? I think to sum up, the key is really figuring out what you want to get out of a writing group, finding some other people who have similar needs, similar goals, and then building something that works for everyone. Writing groups have been really helpful for me throughout graduate school. I think they'll continue to be beyond graduate school. And I hope listeners will give them a try and benefit from them, too. Thanks so much for coming in today, Cheryl, and for all this awesome advice for our students. Yeah, thank you so much, Cheryl. We'll have additional resources in our show notes, so you guys can check those out and start pursuing your own writing group. And if you're a Walden student and are interested in starting a writing group with your colleagues, you can send us an email at writingsupport at waldenu.edu and just include something like podcast writing group in the subject line so we make sure that it gets to us and we can try to put you in touch with some other similarly interested Walden students. Until next time, keep writing. Keep inspiring. WriteCast is a monthly podcast produced by the Walden University Writing Center. Visit our online writing center at academicguides.waldenu.edu slash writing center. Find more WriteCast episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast app. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our blog, Facebook, and Twitter, and at writingsupport at waldenu.edu. Thanks for listening.